something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the secret broadcast cave of the Phantom Radio Studio in Lake Wales, Florida, home of the premier radio bowling talk show. PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson started this show in 2002, and since then, he's recorded over 1,200 shows featuring over 400 different guests. That's a literal who's who in bowling. In 1995, Len finished his lane conditioning relationship with the PBA. That same year, John Davis of the Kegel Company requested for his professional lane maintenance guidance, and he's been with Kegel ever since. It's always fun, it's always informative, and now the Phantom and his friends are hosting the Phantom Radio Junior Bowling Club. The Phantom will tell you more. Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Cagle Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. Well, Phantom fans, this week's special guest is back again for another visit with us. He is the man that first came into my world in early 1979 when I lived in Arizona. I always say the same thing, but he was just a kid, and I'll never forget his look on his face when he sat there with us talking most of the day about bowling. But he had a love for the game that was obvious, and it just continued to get stronger with time. Well, he's turned out to be a great writer, talking about the game, and he's been involved with various news outlets across the country. He's reported about the game, its history, at radio stations literally around the globe. He still coaches, and he bowls, and he has a true passion for the game's history that I'm sure you can hear in his voice. He's hosted me on his own radio program in the past, several years ago, and we've both come a long way since Sholo, Arizona, back in 1979. Now he lives in the Wichita area, so let's first of all say hello to my good friend, C.J. Layton, and welcome back to Phantom Radio Parts. Ah, my parts. What's shaking over there, Bacon? You doing okay? I'm doing okay. I had a little bout, uh... I don't know what the hell it was, but I was sick for five days. Yeah. I think it was COVID, but I'm too stubborn to go to the doctor. But <laughs> I finally got better last night. I broke the fever, and I'm back in action. I wouldn't miss this interview with you for the world. But uh, before getting started, I want to thank you, Pards, for all the announcements that you put forward on our show. I've got several of them that I use, and people probably know the difference because they're all a little bit different but you've got such a touch and your voice is unbelievable. I can't believe I had some network hasn't picked you up yet, but maybe they're waiting for you to turn to be a little bit older than you are now to have a little more gray in your beard. But, you know, I want to also <laughs> thank you for being such an informed guest on so many topics that we talk about. I can't talk about one topic in all of Boeing that you know nothing about. So, I turn to you every couple of months uh, to get an update, 
So I, I just want to publicly thank you, my friend. Oh, you are more than welcome. Always, always, anything I can do. All right, my friend. Well, having said all that, uh, the PBA season is underway. And I got off to a major start in Wichita. In, in your opinion, did it set the stage for a good season? You know what? Uh, after last season, the talk around the PBA was all very positive. Positive in the fact that they, uh, their TV ratings went up across the board 15%. Anytime you get double digits and a percentage going up, you've got to jump on that bandwagon and continue to go forward. So uh, it's a really great start. It was a really great event. 88 of the best players in the world uh, slugging it out in one of the best venues in the PBA, and that would be North Rock Lanes in Wichita. You know, the very first major of the year is the very first, you know, tournament of the year. Good scoring, good prize money. Bill O'Neill, the real deal, ended up at number one, uh, ended up getting a hundred grand out of that. Good top five, good TV show, Phantom O'Neill and Smallwood. And the outcoming of Ryan Barnes, Chris Barnes' son, finished in third place. That amateur takes home $35,000. So it was a really, really solid way to start. And, uh, you know, a lot, they said early, a lot of red balls and a lot of black balls were, were flying down the lane. Well, that's urethane. And we'll talk more about that, but, uh, the PBA season got underway in a very good way. I really think that, uh, just starting it out in Wichita, number one, making it the players championship, number two, both very good, positive ways to start the season and continue that momentum. The TV show was great. And then they move forward from there. You know, you, you fill up, up up with so much information and I get a lot of emails and uh, people probably still think I'm involved with the PBA, which I'm not. I love the PBA. I always have. It's been my whole adult life. Uh, But I got an email here. It's kind of funny. You brought that part up because somebody asked me about this kid being an amateur and making all that money. Does he get to keep that or does it ruin his amateur standing? Uh, What happens with that money? Well, Chris wouldn't tell me. <laughs> Linda and uh, Linda is one of the truly great people on the face of this earth. Linda wouldn't tell me. Um, I honestly, I'm not really sure. I know that he either gets to keep. There's one or two things. He either gets to keep it or gets to apply it towards college. I'm not really sure of that. You know what, Lynn? That's an awfully good question. I'm sorry I don't have the answer for that. That's all right. He, I didn't uh, know it either. Yeah. He is just. Uh, he ain't quitting from there. He's going to be a real shining light on this tour very quick. Oh, he's got a solid game for sure. But, yeah, you're right. It's a tough question. I've asked four or five people, and I got four or five different answers. <laughs> uh, one that makes a little bit of sense to me is that when you're in college, anything that you make financially goes into a fund, and as long as you use it toward college, that's fine. So he might be able to get a real nice apartment, real nice car, real nice furniture, whatever, with that money. But, uh, yeah. It goes into a scholarship fund, as far as I can understand. But anyway, I got a bunch of questions. I don't want to spend too much time on any one of them, sure. but and I do value your opinion. That's what, that's one thing about you I've always respected. If you didn't know the answer, you wouldn't make something up. No. You give us your best guess, and then say you go find out for yourself. <laughs> you, can, you cannot you cannot fake an answer around this bunch. You have a very educated audience and believe me, they'll pick up on BS very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. And let you know sure. about it too. <laughs> for sure. Okay. In, in your opinion, okay. I'm just going to ask for an opinion. Sure. Uh, 
What made the U.S. Open this year stand out to you over others that have taken place over the years? I think the way it developed. It developed very slowly. Again, a lot of red balls, a lot of black balls flying down the lane in the early qualifyings. Uh, you know, you're going from an event to where people are averaging 230 plus, and that was in Wichita, to the U.S. Open, where your top guy isn't going to average any more than 215, to next was going to be the Illinois Classic. But the top thing about it, I thought the TV coverage was superb. They really outdid themselves with uh, with what they did with the TV. And listen to this top five, Lenny. Kyle Troop, Anthony Simonson, Jason Belmonte, EJ Tackett, Bill O'Neill. That's a TV show. That's a TV show where real bowling fans can sink their teeth into how many titles, how many majors in that top five. And the TV show was as good as advertised. Kyle Troop takes home a hundred grand. Anthony Simonson in a very close second place takes home 50K for his cause. Uh, the field was just tremendous. And it ended up being the field on TV was just as tremendous and maybe even more so. Great event, great week. Well, my hat goes off to the, uh, usually the most hated guy in the tournament. That's a lane man, uh, Nick Hoagland. He developed uh, that lane condition. It was a variety of different patterns uh, to test the guy's you know, abilities to make adjustments. Uh, so, yeah, it drove a bunch of guys crazy. But the best <laughs> players all came to the top. And that's the, that's the final result is what's the end result prove. And that was it. What a great job, Nick. Yeah, it was a fantastic tournament once again and uh, a real good lead in into uh, the rest of the season, I think. Okay, you bounced around using a, a phrase about bowling, a, a phrase a minute ago. In fact, you said it twice. You talked about black balls and red balls. So you often talk about urethane balls. Right. So if you don't mind, catch me and the listeners up on your thoughts about that, okay? Bowling balls will always be talked about. They've talked about them forever. Lenny, the show you did with me in St. Louis, we had to break into three segments because you and I got to spend so much time on bowling balls just themselves. Uh, now, since 2022... It, it turned out there was a lot of inspection going on with the USBC in the year 2022, and they found what they were looking for, and they found some balls that were historically just under 72 D scale and had to go, you know, after use. And one of those was some of the urethane balls. They start out at 75, 76, but after a few uh, weeks' use, they saw that the urethane went down to 72 in some cases, or even lower. So... They got rid of the older urethanes. All bowling balls on the national tour in the PBA had to be manufactured after August 1st. So the companies went back to the grapevine. The list is right in front of me. It's called the 2024 list of acceptable urethane and urethane-like equipment. That is 78 hardness or better coming out of the box. The one that's really taken the tournament and taken the PBA to, to task, I think, is the IQ Tour 78U. Uh, bright red bowling ball looks like the old Brunswick Edge, if you remember 1982. That that red, that unmistakable red color. You know, well, it's the same for this uh, IQ Tour. Very clever, very clever design. Solid uh, bright red, and the IQ they kept the they kept the core that they used in the rest of the IQ bowling balls. 
So that's going to make a bit of a difference with the urethane, and that thing's been hitting hard. Uh, the first uh, 300 uh, was bold with it in Illinois, and uh, now that people know what equipment they're able to use and will generally be safe to use, uh, I think that's uh, going to go a long way into changing up the game just a little bit. You still have people that will be mad because urethane doesn't pick up oil. It pushes it down a lane. Boy, that's for sure, yeah. Those balls, everyone acts differently, and that's a, that's a good in one way. It makes you make better decisions on whatever you use. Yeah. If you're using the wrong ball, you're in trouble. So Big time. This is all true in all sports. you got to make adjustments just like you have to do it in life. But uh, it prompts me to talk about the next thing, and you touch the base on it a little bit, uh, the Illinois tournament. That was next. Uh, then a Missouri tournament named after a familiar individual. Do you know what I'm talking about there? Absolutely. It was good to see uh, the tour back in Illinois. They were in uh, a Bolero near Mount Prospect, uh, close to the Chicagoland area. And now they bounce from very hard conditions to a condition where you're going to see a little bit of flex. Saw some 240 averages in there uh, from here and there. It was a really solid tournament. And another good top five. E.J. Tackett made the show again. Jake Peters, Sean Lavery, Spar, A.J. Johnson, and Marshall Kent. Good to see Marshall Kent's name back in not only the top five, but yes, he was in the winner's circle winning that. Congratulations, Marshall. Again, good to see that smiling face in the winner's circle. 25K was the prize money to Marshall for that. And then, of course, the Missouri Classic. It's named after Pete Weber. There has not ever not been a Weber involved in pro bowling since the professional bowlers tour started. And uh, of course, Pete is uh, the son that uh, everybody loved to talk about in one way or some fashion. But let me tell you something, his record uh, phantom palette just don't lie. Multiple, uh, over a hundred wins if you count national tour, regional tour, uh, over 50, over 60, all those wins, all those majors. And he finally hung it up. Uh, the Wednesday, I think that was the 13th, he said, look, guys, I'm throwing my last ball. I want to tell you all here, it's kind of an intimate house, but uh, no more PBA for me. It's my 44th year going into 45th, and that's it. It's time to go. He'll still do the 50. He'll still do the uh, 60 whenever there's uh, 60s around, and he'll do some select other things. You know, A lot of appearances I'm sure he'll still make for Storm and other people. But, yeah, that was the – that was the big deal. It's in a very familiar place for all you Missouri listeners. It was at Enterprise Park Lanes in Springfield. Now, in this region, Lenny, before I let this topic go, in this region, that's familiar because every year Enterprise, Enterprise Park Lanes is one of two centers that hosts the Greater Ozark Invitational Tournament that people come around from states all over the country to bowl in. So Enterprise Park Lanes knows how to put on a party. And that one, as the time you and I were sitting down to record this, that one was just that's starting to wrap up. Yeah, you've got a fantastic memory. You know, I remember that interview we did. I'd forgotten that we did three different segments, but yeah, yeah that was like groundbreaking. We, we taught a lot of people a lot of things on that show because uh, talking about lane conditions and bowling balls, uh, that's an never-ending topic to talk about <laughs> yeah i and it, it's all started everybody says well this is new well that is new well that is new this is bad this is good. you know every 10 or 15 years something's going to change that might be shattering 
the game in just a little bit in a way, you know, and that again with the urethane and all the things shoot go back to 2009 when uh, a, a, a big left-hander Ryan Simonelli came on the scene during the World Series of Bowling. He was using Storm's first urethane, modern urethane, and that was called uh, the natural. And that's how he stayed on tour for a long time. So people were making money with urethane long before now. Yep, for sure. Like I told everybody at the beginning of the show, you know, this guy knows everything about what's going on and has been going on for the last 40 or 50 years. I can't believe the knowledge you have in that helmet of yours, Bards. I appreciate it. You know, but uh, let me take a minute to talk about my junior club that I've got going on now, okay? You bet, man. You bet. I love it. All right. Well, we started, you know, in March. Uh, I looked around uh, what was going on in the industry, and, and I thought to myself, you know, I've done it all. I did the uh, PBA tour. I did the regional tour. I did the high rollers. I did the eliminators. I did Nobby National Championships. I did the ladies tour. And as time went by, they put me out there on the senior tour, doing the lanes there. So I've seen it all. I've seen them all come and go. I've seen the whole revolution of all bowling balls, from hard rubber to these reactive resins of today. And uh, I I went to a a junior tournament over here in Sacramento. Uh, I hadn't seen any juniors for years and years. Uh But, you know, I think back. And I think about, you know, times that were good. We always talk about the good old days. You know, our mind doesn't allow us to remember the bad stuff as much as it remembers the good stuff. Sure. And I was reminiscing one day, and I thought, man, the two years I bowled as junior, that was so much fun. I made friends. I still got friends that I bowled with in the juniors. And then I look back at high school. My last couple of years in high school was sports. It was wonderful. And after that, you know, uh, there's some good times, but not as good as when you were a kid. I went over to this tournament just to see and see some of my old friends that were bowling a regional tournament. Uh-huh. They had room for the juniors bowling, too. And my eyes were as big as saucers. I'm watching each kids anywhere from six years old to 18. They all had nice styles. They all had camaraderie giving each other the high five. And I'll tell you what, there's some talent out there. I couldn't believe some of these kids and the knowledge they possess. I talk about it a few times already. I'm going to talk about it again. Uh, you know, being around all these pros for all these years, you, know, you learn so much. But I saw this one girl, she was like 14, and she's rubbing up her ball. I says, what's that? She goes, oh, Aberlon. I never heard of Aberlon. What the hell's that? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I surface the ball. I, you know, I don't have to drill a new one. I just rub it up a little bit. Oh, really? Well, who drills your equipment? She goes, I do. You do? Hardwick and Dick Weber didn't know how to drill a ball in their 50s, you know. And I met her dad. I met all these parents. And I, I didn't believe what I saw. These people are walking in the bowling alley with ladders. And I'm thinking, what the heck's all this? Well, the crowd was so thick that you had to have a ladder to see over the whole crowd on the concourse watching these little kids. And they got the uniforms. They got the shirts. They got sponsors, patches all over the place. And I'll tell you what, I've met so many people. And I thought to myself, man, these kids need more exposure. And I started thinking about it. And I've got a platform with this show. And uh, we talked bowling. We've been doing it for 22 years. 
Right. It's time that these kids get some more publicity. So I went to Kegel. I says, I want to do this on the side, whatever you want to do. So they gave me part of their website, which would have cost us a lot of money to start a nice website. And we've got it completed now. And that website is kegel.net phantom jr. I invite all of our listeners to go there, check it all out. Talk, definitely talk all about the juniors. We talk about the staff. We talk about boosters that have helped us. We talk about everything. We got the whole list of all of our members. And I had a couple of lists each week because kids love to see their name in print. I remember playing football in high school. Uh, we had a good game. I'd go down to the newspaper the next day. I'd grab 10 of them, you know, start a scrapbook. <laughs> yeah, I love seeing my name. We're just all egomaniacs to some degree. And these kids love seeing their name. I've had six kids on the show as guests. I have their pictures on there. They love it. And we're going to promote these kids. Hopefully someday some millionaire will come along and say, you know, these kids need something. Let's do something. we got a couple big tournament clubs that are helping but we need more action. We need more exposure. And we're going to give them as much as we can. So go to our website, check it out. And I want to thank my volunteer friends that are helping me. <clears throat> Kowalski, he's a Hall of Fame coach from Michigan. Great guy. He, he gave us some seed money to get it started. Sam Villarreal, the caricature artist that everybody loves. This guy's a genius. And then Brian Hirsch, he's a young guy. His son, uh, it bowls. It's all volunteers. We're not making any money. We all got a side, a regular job. We're doing this through the passion and love of the sport. So we're giving something back. And I just want to announce that because that's what our future is, the kids. All right, Parts. Thanks for giving me that time. Yeah, that's just, uh, you know, and that's one of those things you and I talked about before. And there's a movement now. Uh, and it's starting to bring back what I call the seed corn, the junior player trying to get them. Uh, Storm's doing a great job with the SYCs. They've got other things. Uh, our, our, our dear friend Deandra Asbany's got her own thing going with the Elite Youth Club. And it, it's everywhere now. It's everywhere. And the only thing you need to do, if you're a parent and you'd like your kid to get in there, why don't you go to your local bowling center why don't you take a look around, talk to the manager, and then immediately talk to whoever the pro shop guy is. That's where you get started and uh, get those kids out on whatever day the junior leagues are at. There's no better way to go. And you're right, Len. I've seen YouTube videos of 12, 13, and 14-year-old kids drilling their own stuff. <laughs> it's amazing to me. The talent is there. This internet is wonderful for a lot of reasons. Um, but anyway... I want to get back to the last question. We only got a couple of minutes left, and sure. I don't want to short you any time. But the last time you were here, you know, with us, we talked about the TV shows. We also touched on weekly payments and payouts and stuff like that. Has there been any changes in your opinion with all that on TV? Uh, yes, it, it it absolutely is uh, a different thing. A lot of the tournaments now are paying down to thirty-two places. Summer ping 24. If you uh, let's go, let's go all the way back to the uh, players' championship, the first one in Wichita. If you look at the uh, final results and the full standings, and uh, wow, again, what a great TV show that was! Uh, 32nd place paid four thousand dollars, Len. Wow, and you and I, you and I have discussed the number back in uh, 1983 84, where guys finishing 24th would get 15, 1600, 
and in today's number, that's probably 3,500. That's a good payout. And there are a lot of tournaments this year that are paying 32, and the money for the lower places is bigger from what I've seen. Now, that's a step forward in the right direction right there with the 15% extra viewership from the Fox networks. I think they're off to a good start. Let's just see how they go in the middle and how they finish. Boy, I sure hope so. Our hats off also to Bolero for taking over. Yes. Uh, they've been a, a beacon of light for the PBA, and uh, let's hope that they continue to monitor and promote it as much as it deserves, Sparge. But anyway, I'm looking at the old clock on the wall, and you and I can talk for hours and hours and hours, but we got to pay some bills. So I want to thank our sponsors. That'd be Storm Bowling and also Brad Edelman from the High Roller for all their help and sponsorship. They both have been with me for 22 years on, yeah. this, on this podcast. And you can't appreciate your sponsors as much as that. So my hat's off to them. I love them people. They're wonderful. And, and also uh, the fellow, I mentioned him already, uh, Dave Kowalski. Uh, he's a guy who gave us the seed money to get this thing started. And uh, he's just wonderful. He, he's not a rich man, but he loves bowling. He used to be a heck of a bowler himself. He became a coach and a teacher. And now he still loves the sport. So, Dave, we thank you again. But fan of fans, that's going to wrap up on our show for this week. Hope that you all enjoyed it. He enjoyed hearing from my good friend. And I call him an expert because he really is C.J. Layton. We look forward to talking to you all again next week. Have yet another interesting guest to talk to. And we sincerely want to thank our sponsors one more time. And also Kegel for relinquishing a big spot on their website. Well, I tell you, again, uh, you know, go to that website, get the kids involved, get out and support your pros. I love the way the tournaments are spread out this year. There's some really good money in those. Parents, if you're listening, have kids in there, then uh, maybe slip them an extra five or ten one of these days. Give them an extra shot of those bowling alley fries, man, that nobody can get away from. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thanks again, my friend. I'll be talking to you soon. I know we're going to have some more topics to talk about as time goes by, but for Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled and you need some loving care And nothing, well, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me